0: This is Sounds Like NYC, the podcast dedicated to interviewing creators and musicians in New York City. And today, I have three distinguished gentlemen with me. Would you mind introducing yourselves?
1: Sure. Uh, I'm Sean Manna. Yep.
2: I'm Justin Desley. I'm Justin Cooper, or around here, Justin 2. Or,
1: <laughs> or Coop. Or Cooper. Or JC. Coop. Yeah, I, I started out
2: Justin 2, but I graduated at Coop.
1: He <laughs> earned his name,
0: yeah. So how did you guys... Uh, Determine who's Justin One and who's Justin Two. I was here first.
3: (laughs) I was here second. Okay,
0: yeah. Yeah. All right. That's how things usually tend to work.
3: Yeah. 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 I'd have been really insulted if I became Justin Two after he showed
0: up. But I mean, tell us a bit about yourselves and. Why you guys are on this podcast, I heard you guys do a little comedy thing, have a little comedy troupe Yeah, we're,
1: we're in a comedy group. Our name is I Mostly Blame Myself. We have a 12-month residency uh, at the Players Theater in New York City, um, downtown. Now that it is July, we have a few more months left of that. But since then, we've sold out 13 shows, and we go off-Broadway officially this month on July 17th into their 150-seat off-Broadway main stage.
0: Wow. So just give me like a bit of background that about how this whole comedy
1: troupe came to be. Yeah, no problem. Do you want if I, I take the lead with this one? Yeah, go for it. So uh, Cooper's cousin, Nick Shonman, who's a rock star. Um, shout out. Shout out. He's not here right now because he's you know always doing something. But uh, basically he went on Backstage.com, which is kind of a casting call website for actors. And it was like, hey, everybody in New York City, I'm trying to get a comedy group together to write sketch comedy. And, uh, you know, I sent my stuff in, Justin sent his stuff in, and he, he picked us. Me and Justin actually knew each other previously. Yep. We had a previous friendship because mm-hmm. um, we went to the same acting class, uh, acting coach. Shout out Anthony Apeson. Shout out Anthony Apeson and the Apes Nights. Yeah. Um, and we became friends, and then, you know, the quarantine happened, and then we joined the sketch group and then walked into rehearsal, and, and, he and here we are. So yeah. we were like, wow, I guess we're supposed to be in each other's yeah. orbit a little bit. Um, and then as our musical sketches got a little bit more, like, um, I guess, like... Advanced. Advanced, yeah. yeah, if you put it that way. Uh, Justin Cooper here, he's our musical director. So he is kind of spearheading all of our musical habits and, and uh, making sure we have the prettiest melodies and, you know, yeah. the, the best uh, content we can bring to the stage.
3: All the funny shit we say when it sounds good, it's his funny. Yeah.
1: Okay, got it,
0: got it. So... Um, just explain to me your uh, roles, scene, because you, cause you three, so how many people are in the troupe overall? Nine. Nine, so you Nine are one on third. Nine wow. on stage. Wow. Yeah. So, Justin, two, are you?
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm on stage. I'm on, on stage, stage well? but I've had one line so far in the, in the entire run of I Mostly Blame Myself. Yeah. However, I'm definitely on there with my piano, with my guitar, mm-hmm. making things work, right? Sound guys so. are
0: always the most unappreciated, right?
2: I feel like this group appreciates oh, me. Yeah, I don't really appreciate the yeah? out of him. Yeah?
0: yeah, that's a that's that's a very rare thing. But I'm happy. He's, he he's moving he up to Justin One pretty soon.
2: Yeah, <laughs> okay. you could be Justin Point Five. Justin, Ooh, oh, that okay. sounds worse. But I'll take it. <laughs> <pops. laughs> it's closer to zero. All
0: right, so I'm just gonna Great. cut straight to the chase. Yeah. So I know that my friend Sean over here is, you know, a uh, bona fide New Yorker. Mm. But for the Justins, how long have you guys been here for?
3: Uh, I've lived here for eight years now. Okay, okay, yeah.
0: Yeah. Almost was that 10-year anniversary, okay. Yeah,
3: yeah. It'll be a big, big party now that we know each other.
0: Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I lived in New York my whole life. Oh, okay, um, okay, yeah. But I grew up in the suburbs. Okay. And so I recently moved to the city. So um, suburbs of, like, Long Island or, like? Westchester. Oh,
0: okay, Bronx. Bronx too is, is what see. it means. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs>
2: people people around here call it like upstate New York. It's, yeah. bro, bro, it's like bro. 20 minutes north. Bro, it's upstate. No, it's, it's 20, upstate. 20 minutes north from like the tip of the Bronx. <laughs> yeah, anything north of the Bronx, upstate—that's bro, like, like New York, no, and then upstate nah. is just
1: the rest of the, the state. Yeah. Bro, even the
0: Bronx is like pushing it. No, like, man. the Bronx is
1: like—I'm uh, very no. close to the Bronx.
0: I'm from like Jamaica, or like, or like I like you know live in Jamaica now. So, mm-hmm. so to get to the Bronx, nah, it's a bro. it's a trek. That's yes. not yeah. happening. Yeah. Like 2
1: hour trip. Man. Exactly. Three like yeah. train transfers. N- that's yeah, not no. happening. Sorry, no. Sorry,
0: Bronx. No, not at all. Oh. Oh, I'm not sorry for the Bronx. I don't <laughs> want to go there. There's nothing there. <laughs> it's not, no, the Bronx <laughs> ain't my, my problem. <laughs> there's only the Joker stairs and like the zoo. That's like the only two things I see worth like, oh, going yeah, to the purple. zoo. Botanical
3: yeah, see, gardens. Yeah. Whoa, whoa.
0: Yeah, but you have the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens. Yeah, we, we go got Brooklyn up to the Bronx. Are we out here. Uh, yeah. I, like, I, I I don't know. just got proposed to at the Bronx Zoo, though. Bro- yeah.
2: Bronx Zoo. Bronx is pretty also, good. Yeah. Congrats
3: yeah. to them. In front of the giraffes. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's true. That's to them. It's true. So the reason why I asked this question is that I just want one by one, just like one One uh, each. What are your hottest takes about the city? One by one.
2: Hottest
1: takes? Hottest takes? Yo, if you can't handle the heat, get out because there's a lot of heat (laughs) going on, but (laughs) some people can't handle the city and it's not for everybody. It's okay if you're uncomfortable. Yeah, you know?
0: All right.
1: You just gotta, you just don't belong here. Sorry, <laughs> y'all. So,
3: I'm originally from California, and uh, you can tell because I told you I'm from California, and <laughs> Californians just do that. Dead giveaway. Uh, but uh, I actually find New Yorkers to be nicer than Californians in general. Uh, I think that's a pretty hot take mm-hmm. because there's the idea that Californians are like super nice and outgoing. Um, but in my experience, someone from California will be like, How are you doing? How's your day? And then you'll be like, I need this thing from you. I don't know where I'm going and they'll be like, "I don't have time for that." You mm-hmm. go to New York, you're like, they'll be like, "Fuck you." And then they'll tell you exactly how to get where you're going and
2: I've, every single person. Okay, like yeah, no, that's, that's a really good hot take. Yeah. Honestly, really? I, I can't top that hot take. <laughs> the problem is like I'm so insulated in New York. Oh, dude, wise. I think
0: you turned off your mic by mistake. Come There's on, switch man. On there.
1: It's on. It's on. The mic's on. Okay,
0: then let's just boost up your gain we a little share bit. It.
1: Should I
2: shout?
0: Hello! Whoa. My hottest take Hi. of New York. Okay, we're getting good levels now. Are we, are we good now? <laughs> keep that <laughs> up. Shout out,
2: keep that up. We in the yellow. It's going to project. Okay, yeah. Y- y- good the yellow's good. The good. Um, I, I'm, I feel kind of insulated New York-wise, I'm going to be honest. I don't even know what is a hot take and what
1: isn't. I feel that.
2: Um, <laughs> if I had to make a hot take, I, I went to school in Chicago... And pizza's better in Chicago.
1: No, that is the hot take. What are you? That's out of your my mind? take. It's also less a hot take on New York and more like a hot take against oh, New York. No. Well,
2: okay. <laughs> I mean, what's the difference?
1: That dollar pizza, yeah. dollar fifty pizza now. Excuse me. I'm just that saying. Shit inflation. Saved my life, Trust me. Yeah. Like, go
2: to Chicago, get yourself some like Lou Malnati's, and you'll realize, like, wow, Chicago pizza is like thicker. Bless you. It's basically cheese soup. With the cheese soup, It's mm. so good. I don't why know why is that an it. advertisement for Damn. pizza. Just trust I didn't me, eat it's, breakfast it's today. so good. It's I so good. Get my cheese they soup. They make pizza like a meal out there. Like here, it's like, oh, I'll spend like a, a buck and get like a slice on the go, and it'll be okay. Yeah, because the pizza is
0: you know for the people over here. No, yeah, th- in Chicago, in Chicago,
2: it. yeah. it's like a whole sit down, forty five minute production. No, well, it's like, yeah. I you mean, see, you need to have that long to eat cheese soup. No, that's it's really good. You need a spoon. Have you guys had deep dish from Chicago? No, No. Okay.
1: We got no time to sit down and eat. We have to Just eat while we're walking. That's don't it knock goes. it till you try it.
2: That's all I'm saying. And don't go by Pizzeria Uno. Doesn't don't count. count. I Uno. No. it's uh, I'll neither. put that <laughs> in my back.
1: The Pizzeria Uno
2: is like the chain that's deep dish around here. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's like Panera. You know, get a side oh, okay, of
1: uh, a yeah. salad or cheese soup. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> all right. Well,
0: thank you for three very unique hot takes. Um, I will. I guess we can let the audience decide which which hot take is the oh. best out of all the hot takes. But yeah, which I hot mean, take is yours? so you guys could have gone, I guess, anywhere. Just like separately before forming into, you know, this uh, comedy troupe. But what, like, what was it about New York City specifically that made you want to come here and stay here and like figure out your dreams and your goals within the confines of like the city?
1: Justin,
3: let's Hello. Uh,
2: keep on Hi, this is what I sound like normally.
1: Okay, to the hip, the hop, the hippie, the hippie to the...
2: Hello, my name is Justin, Two, and I'm... Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Hip-hop, hip
0: boom bang, bang. Okay, cool, let's get back into that. Yeah, cool. So, one, two, three...
3: Cool. Uh, So, like, reasons that uh, we decided to do this in New York. I mean, for me, I feel like New York is absolutely the place to be for anything that's staged. Like, the spaces here, the sort of relationship with theater in the city. I've seen theater in a lot of different places, and I've never seen anything that, like, changed me the way I have in New York. So, doing sketch comedy, doing theater, like, this is the place to do it for me at the very least.
1: Uh, I've been acting since I was four years old. So that's like, you know, sets in Brooklyn, stages in the Bronx, and especially as I'm a young man and like I'm energetic and I'm on the same frequency as the city, like I knew I didn't want to leave and I really wanted to like milk this and and perform and make things here because I know eventually my career is going to take me to different places. Um, But while I'm hungry and while I want it, I could do it while I'm home uh, in a place where I already made it before, quote unquote, and I'm comfortable with it. You know what I mean? So it just seems like I'm like just playing in my own playground that I've been familiar with forever uh, as I you know continue to grow and level up my career.
2: Okay, I see. I never expected to be in a sketch comedy group, <laughs> um, to be honest. The story of how I got involved is, as was mentioned, I'm, I'm our founder, Nick's cousin, And they had this sketch planned about, like, these two garbage men who do, like, a musical number together. And they, like, didn't have any music for it. And Nick was coming over for Thanksgiving at my house. And he was, like, and he knew I I was pretty into music. I was trying to be a professional musician in college. And so he was, like, hey, like. Could we maybe work on this for five minutes, see if we could come up with something? Like, we're struggling here. And we banged out, like, a really good song right away. So that's how I ended up in the group. But I, I was always going to be in New York. My family's here.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. See, see. So, Sean, about you being a, a child soldier of acting, I mean, do you think, like, w- like do you think you, you like, would have want to become kind of like a, you know, Disney actor, or or, you know, kind of like one of those like, you know, like uh, one of the big three, I guess, like Nickelodeon, not so much Cartoon Network, but you know, Disney sort of like, you know, child like actors like, you know.
1: For sure. Uh, I definitely auditioned for that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, And I've had a few close calls, but that wasn't even like the type of um, media or or shows I consumed personally. And there was Like, a lot when of you th- were, like,
0: 10, like, you know, you really decided that, no, Zack and Cody wasn't it for you. Like, yeah, more I like would, Doctor Strange really, and, like, Breaking Bad roles. You were just, like, aspiring for those when you were 10 I already. was watching, like,
1: Xena the Warrior. <laughs> 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 I'm like, I don't hang out with my girl right there. No, but for real, I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of Disney Channel at all. I watched more Nickelodeon. Yeah. Um, and it was, like, it was on a side of camp that I didn't care about and mm-hmm. I didn't want to find myself because, like, it just wasn't my interest. If I got mm-hmm. the part, hell yeah, I'm with it. But, like, I wasn't really leaning there. Like, a good example of, like, how I come from that place is, like, I was trained in musical theater, um, as most young children are trained when they get into the theater, because they have great, pretty little voices, and I had a really great voice. And so I'm musically theater trained, but, like, the spirit and the uh, uh, aesthetic and the vibe of musical theater doesn't necessarily match the kind of energy I like, or the kind of content I like. Oh, really? So yeah. Oh, yeah. So like really young, I found out like I really like metal and and music like that. Iron Maiden true. Iron Maiden, my mm-hmm. favorite band ever. Uh, <laughs> and it's essentially musical theater, but the stories they're telling are different. It's mm-hmm. historical, or it's scary, or it's gothic and mythos, mm-hmm. rather than like love in Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so the same way where like I loved and I indulged television and things like that. I never looked at Disney Channel as something I necessarily shot out for because that just wasn't my cup of tea. Even when I was that young, where I would be the uh, audience, the target audience, okay, if you will, yeah, yeah. So, and uh, like, luckily, my parents um, were super supportive. That there was like, when I decided to take a break from my career, when I decided to pass on some auditions because I wasn't vibing with it, uh, it was all my control. They never pushed me one way or another. They never said, "Hey, no, you got to do this." It was all like, oh. I mean, you're on a pretty big role here. You, you don't want to take it? Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that just, like, helped reinforce me to be true to self and lean on, m- and bet on myself, if you will, and mm-hmm. the things I want to find myself in.
0: Okay, I see, I see. Yeah.
1: But see. I may have missed a, f- a few parts maybe that way. Hello.
0: No, 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 I mean, it is what it is, it right? Is what it is. I mean, considering yeah. considering, kind
1: considering of like,
0: when you see just, like, like actors now from, like, when, when, you know, we were, like, kids, mm-hmm. half of them are, p- are living pretty decent lives, but, like, Like another half has like kind of gone off the deep end, and like (laughs) is that like flipping the coin sort of thing? They say there's
1: there's a child star curse, and like I was afraid I I may have fallen into that as far as like living in a shadow of myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But now like I'm 27, and the accolades and parts I've achieved in this part of my life, I feel like oh no, I'm still rolling, I'm still Mm -hmm. advancing and leveling up, and the parts I'm getting now speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. So I don't even have time to look back and be Mm -hmm. like oh remember when. Because yeah. I'm already, you know, applying and and executing today.
0: Awesome, that's like a great kind of like way to see things. I feel like. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, yeah. It helps a lot because it is a hard
1: career. Yeah, <laughs> So yeah, yeah, you gotta, yeah. you know, <laughs> you gotta keep on giving yourself as much ammo and armor you need mm-hmm. to yeah. to make, you know, to survive to survive product. the craft. Process over product. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I would have liked to see uh, Zach and Cody and Sean personally, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the triplets
1: <laughs> running around that hotel room. Yeah. Oh, it's over. <laughs> but
0: uh, since you decided to speak up, Justin, um, <laughs> no, 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 I'm, not, I'm not trying to put, I'm trying to put you on Which spot. Justin?
2: Yeah, I don't know who you're talking to, right, Justin. But he's
0: I don't talking want.
1: In this one.
0: No, I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> I guess um, Justin too, because I forgot what your what your nickname within the uh, group that, that's is. That's perfect. Remind oh, me of it real quick. That is my
2: nickname in the group. Yeah,
0: just <laughs> it's like an Android. Oh yeah, Justin eighteen. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> how do you? Because because you mentioned um, that yeah, so you so you had more like you know more of your standard musical aspiration goals, but um, obviously this troupe kind of like you like at the perfect moment but like yeah tell me how you how you got into music in the first place
2: yeah um honestly what, what you said was it was a hundred percent right they did kind of grab me at the perfect moment because i had been winding down with music and i was like you know what this is just like too tough it's not my dream anymore but i always loved doing it and so when nick asked me to come and help with the squad i was like yeah sure that sounds fun and the rest is history. And now I'm glad this is my main musical outlet because it keeps my foot in the door with music. I still get that creative process, but it's not my whole life. And mm-hmm. that's, that's really where I want to be at with music. With regards to how I got started, I mean, that's, uh, that's a tough question. I guess I, I took some piano lessons when I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, I, I was always in- interested in songwriting. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in fifth grade, my, my fifth grade yearbook, I said when I grew up, I want to be a professional songwriter. In fifth grade, that's crazy. Um, yeah, awesome. And so now, being able to look back and be like, "Oh, ten-year-old Justin would be proud," you know. I, I I stuck remember with you're it, remember
1: your like, uh, like any songwriters or singers specifically that are like, "Oh, yes. the way they write music." Absolutely, I wanna, absolutely. I want
0: to ask you a question before that. Like, do you remember that like Cartoon Network show, um, Class of Three Thousand? Of course. Yes. Oh my God! Okay. Great God. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Great show. So job. that's a show that actually inspired me to you know really get into music because before that, like, I wanted to become like a car designer. And then I got rejected from this, like, art program. And, like, I was like, what am I supposed to do in my life? But, like, that show was, like, really a show that inspired me. So I just wanted to know. But it seems like all three of you guys know, that, know it. Oh, yeah. Of course. Yeah. Great show. Yeah. Yeah, it was great a great show. show. That awesome show, like, show. Like, like, I remember, like... I was on vacation with my family and I rushed back to the hotel room in order to see the premiere because they were making like a big deal of it. It was like Andre 3000, I was like producing it. But like, yeah, okay, you guys are pretty cool then. Okay, yeah, you guys guys remember that show, okay, yeah. (laughs) But as Sean was asking you, as Sean was doing my job for me.
2: (laughs) I'm just curious. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there's this, uh, I didn't learn about him until way later actually. But I was very into pop music and I was in fifth grade right when this kind of, interest blossomed right around the time that like that series of pop music bangers that like are what? just ingrained. Like Katy, Perry. Katy Perry's yeah. album Teenage Dream King came out. Classic. She came on onto the scene around that time, like Lady Gaga. I am Sasha Fierce, Beyonce's album Kesha. came out. Yeah, Kesha came out to the scene that time. Like it was just like pot like uh the Viva La Vida album came out yeah. it was just, like great album. it was just all these fantastic pop albums and that was what I was really into Pink came out with um that song like so what uh, yeah that yeah, whole yeah, yeah, album rocks, Fun rock. I think yeah. was the name of the album and I was like wow all these songs are incredible like this is what I want to do I and I was I would write songs in my bedroom and stuff um it was great um and I still have one of them believe it or not nice. I still have one of the songs but as I learned years later, like ten years later, they were all written, all the artists, all those songs by the same guy. Max this guy, Martin? yeah, yeah. What's up, Max Martin? Max Martin, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, so I, Max Martin's my big uh, songwriting icon, I guess. Yeah, oh he's uh, yeah. he's really the goat of pop music.
0: Got it, got it. All right, so Justin, one, how how will you follow follow up this amazing uh, oh shit. Yeah, I answer? Yeah. Uh,
3: With like how I got started in theater? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I actually started out in musical theater mm-hmm. uh, from the age of like 10. I started auditioning for like community theater and I got a bunch of uh, lead roles even though it was like kind of incestuous with like the people. <laughs> I mean, it was. The people who were there all the time got all the lead roles. Oh, Okay, that's what I meant. Yeah, that's what, uh, no. No, they, dirty no, they mind, were just sorry, fucking yeah. each other. They were like, <laughs> they were all fine. <laughs> the dad funny. was the director, oh, directing yeah, yeah, yeah. his daughter. Right, yeah, exactly. Get some lighting from the this The uncle's angle. the producer. Yeah. So I was in a lot of porn as a kid.
0: <laughs> I don't think we could. Oh, my God. We can't say that? I have the folders <laughs> if see what them. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I did not expect it to go with that, bro. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh,
3: <laughs>
1: Are we waiting for the 10th anniversary
3: remaster? <laughs> 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 the 10th anniversary remaster of all the things I shot? Oh, my yeah, yeah, yeah. God, yeah. Blu-ray. Um, so <laughs> I was in a lot of musical theater <laughs> growing up. Uh, and then I got into high school, and <laughs> I started doing, like, more uh, more drama and more comedy and, like, uh, straight acting. Mm. Uh, and I, again, sort of got picked for a bunch of things that I really had no right to, to be cast as a sophomore as, like, the lead. Mm-hmm. I, I played, like, Jim Casey in Grapes of Wrath. I played Salieri in Amadeus. And um, I was like, this is the thing that I truly love. Mm-hmm. Now, my parents weren't going to support that uh, until, like, I got an award senior year, like, Three seconds before applications closed for Whoa. every fucking school. Yeah, uh, and they were like, "We'll pay a little bit." Not, I, I have a stupid amount of loan loans, <laughs> but they paid. F- they said we're willing to support you a little bit. The only schools that were taking auditions were NYU and UCLA. I fucking went for it. I'd never visited New York before. I got into NYU. I moved here. I am never gonna leave. I wow. love this place so fucking yeah, much,
1: baby.
0: even a, even a winter.
3: Yeah, winter's aren't fun in New York, but hey. I mean, my first winter here, I got pneumonia because I was like, "I can handle did you win-
2: like ever see snow before your New York <laughs> winter? Uh, I well,
3: went. Well, are you from once. SoCal then? Or no, like,
2: no, I'm from oh, NorCal.
0: Okay, so, so you've seen yeah, snow, yeah? I've yeah, seen people, snow. People, 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 tend, people uh, tend to forget that this. You know, something above, like, even, like, Sacramento. I feel like, like sometimes. Cal <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you seen
2: fire? Have seen rain? Yeah. <laughs>
0: oh. yeah.
1: A little too
3: true. Summer days that I thought would never end. I've seen lonely times.
2: This guy gets it. But what song not. is this? It's the James Taylor song, Fire and Rain.
0: Mm-hmm. Ah, okay, I see. I'm not familiar with that. Not a lot of rain, That's though. Okay.
2: Not it a lot of rain? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately so. A lot of fire. At least in SoCal, yeah, a right? A lot of fire. James right? Taylor's no Max Martin. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh...
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I see. Wow. So you just came here like on a whim and like ended up falling in love with.
2: Yeah. Completely.
3: Wow. Uh, oh. Love the theater scene. Yeah. Uh, love drama. Love Eugene O'Neill. Mm. Like so fucking much. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, Genie baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he would love being called that. Uh, and I love like trying to make each other laugh. Mm-hmm. That's what the sketch group does best. Okay, so. I see, cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool. So
1: I, I've been talking about this with my friends lately. Cause I'm like, this is like really my main gig. Cause I, I write and I act for it. So a lot of my energy is going to it, and more so than auditioning these days. And um, the majority of our job is just trying to make each other laugh. And laugh and I actually want to get um, on
0: that, cause um, uh, so. To follow up your uh, little joke about um, something, something ah. having children, yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. Ju- casually. Just like, um, what is what what is the uh, explain the uh, comedy style of like the troupe? Just like, the are you guys trying to like toe the line between you know outrageous and just being politically safe, whatever that means these days? <gasps> and like like you know how how did the comedy style of this troupe get formed and what is that comedy style
1: so being that Nick is the founder of this a lot of this comes from his comedy style mm-hmm. primarily yeah. and he does come from a bit of a crude a frat boy irreverent type of humor mm-hmm. which I yeah. do love um, Is also uh, dangerous lines depending on you know who the viewer is. Mm -hmm. So um, because now we have a multitude of writers, including myself, including Justin, uh, one of our writers, Alex, uh, our friend, our remember Emma's also dipping her toes in.
3: She's our friend too.
1: She's our friend too. She's She's (laughs) She's okay. Uh, So it's cool (laughs) now. She's the best. She's the best. Uh, We have a a number of different styles now and perspectives to come from, which Mm. is cool. But predominantly, it's a lot of crude, irreverent humor. We have a few members of the group who are a bit more fast to try to pull the brakes. Um, and I do you guys got like
0: the PR <laughs> side of the group just yeah, yeah. like... We can't do that. Looking over scripts just
2: like... we yeah. nope. yeah. got an intergroup <laughs> legal team. <laughs> <You guys> yes. We <laughs> can't
1: have that many period jokes Then the just get the sketch, Sean. Like,
0: yeah. right.
3: um, How am I supposed <laughs> to end the sketch?
1: <laughs> end the sketch not <laughs> a period joke, come on. Period at the, <laughs> the end of the sentence. <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> no you are more than welcome um i come from a place of like this is a safe space with with our friends so like go for it mm-hmm. yeah. and if it's too much hey then we dial it back and no harm no foul or like we'll be like hey this is a teachable moment where that's not okay um but i never want to like scare another writer yeah. to not write what they think and, and they want to write okay absolutely uh, but so we, we do have a line where some people think this is or there's another instance where we had a joke where a lot of the white people in our group were like, "This is totally racist," right? Because <laughs> uh, it plays on these lines of like, "It's the authentic Native yeah. American hotel," right? But they're all yeah. white people and and they're not Native American. Yeah, no. Where me and uh, Kaya, our, our mixed uh, member of the group, we're both like, we both like come from you know, black backgrounds and like we're both people of color, and we have no problem with this sketch at all. But mm-hmm. all our white co-stars are. Feeling a certain way backstage, yeah, yeah. isn't this kind of funny? You know, yeah. like i like, we don't find the issue here, but they're getting a little paranoid. So it's very interesting to see like where the humor lies with who, mm-hmm. and also having that dialogue within each other of what we're deeming okay and acceptable. Because obviously, we want to make sure everybody's okay with everything we're putting on stage mm. and yeah. putting out there.
2: That, that's such a good point, Sean. Like, so I, as I mentioned, I, I didn't have any background in sketch comedy, but the group definitely made it feel safe enough that i could just take a stab at writing something and i did for i mean granted it's not that edgy it's about chess mm-hmm. but <laughs> <Awesome>. no, no, <laughs> no, no. all that edgy it's chess it's, it's a real. great sketch ooh, ooh. <laughs> the gambits. Uh, yeah um but no i definitely felt like if it was a different kind of writer's room where it was very like critical very like you know you have to do it this way this kind of stuff is not on limits I wouldn't have felt as comfortable taking a stab at writing something. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely I, – I feel that, Shauna. I feel like it's a very kind of warm environment for writing. Mm-hmm. Everything is on limits in the writer's room, and then what we eventually put out on stage is heavily scrutinized, but in a very kind, loving way to whoever right. wrote the sketch.
3: It's got to be super open so that you can actually get that, like, well-chiseled exactly. finished product. Yeah. I mean –
2: uh, oh, so,
0: yeah, please, oh, oh no, no, I, I was gonna say yeah let's 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 get to how to how you think you, your your uh, comedy style like what you think about the comedy style of the truth, yeah, um, right after uh these these me- messages.
2: messages, these messages yeah.
1: this, segment <laughs> ter-
0: this segment was terrible this segment was terrible so before our unplanned uh, ad break. break uh, yeah. Justin, you were about to talk about how you... Um, f- or, or uh, You were about to talk about your opinions about the comedy style of the troupe. Yeah, and how it's formed and stuff like that. Mm-hmm.
3: Welcome back. I hope you bought all the things that you were supposed to buy. Um, <laughs> I hope you didn't. <laughs> fuck. So, uh, yeah, I, I feel like the openness in the writer's room is really, really important to actually getting that really chiseled, finished product. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think a really good example of this is... Uh, our sketch that has hit the hardest most consistently, I think, uh, is Anne Frank the musical.
0: <laughs> I remember Sean telling telling me about this uh, when we were having
2: dinner one time. If
1: David was here, he could
2: tell you all yeah, about it. Yeah. It's exactly know. as bad as you think. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have
1: any Jewish Jewish people Nixon, in the group? Nick's <laughs> yeah. Jewish, I'm Jewish. Okay. Okay. We got Jews, yeah. we got yeah. Jews galore. So we have four Jewish men in our group. Okay, we're forty four
2: percent Jew. Got there it.
1: There you go. Wow. With our, our founder and our head writer, Jewish. And he loves, loves the Jew jokes. Loves his jujos. Yep. So there are times where we're like, we just step back and we're like, you think it's funny? But the way Anne Frank
3: funny? got started was like, just casually one day, he sent us all a voice note that was like, Anne. I gotta be frank with you. And then just him laughing <laughs> for like 30 <laughs> I mean, seconds. Really... And we were like, that's awful, but we gotta see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And then it got flushed out and it it slaps. Um, but that same sort of openness, right? So the sketch was already written and we all loved it. But then Alex, another of the writers, had the idea that at the end, rather than...
2: Whoa, 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 whoa. At the end, something happens.
1: At the end, something happens. Somebody that must, Alex came so up want to spoil, with. Like, not spoil come yeah. to the show. It's a big plot twist. Okay. okay? Yeah. It's, like, it's great. It's like the Luke, I
2: am your this, father yeah, of it, sketch right, comedy.
1: Right. events that happen, but then Alex goes, the right thing to do is ended like this. Yeah. So right. And she was absolutely correct. There's yeah. another additional spin at the end, Hi. yep, Hi. which is a big punch Just up. Just the very last um, thing. And it was perfect. Yeah. And, yeah. It, and that wouldn't have happened unless, one, she was a newer member because mm-hmm. I recognized there was no uh, women of color in her group. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, there's no women of color on our team. We have seven people. And uh, I know the funniest Asian woman alive. So, here's what's going to happen. So, they you know, got seen. She had a little audition. They're like, clearly she's the one for the job. She's on our team. And from go, she was like, I'm going to give you notes now out the gate, like, very vocalizing of what she thinks is funny, how we could punch things up. Mm-hmm. She knows the st- – she follows the structure the most out of us writers. Um, and uh, she found a rock star home run way to end – one of our funniest sketches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all right. So it was awesome just to have another person in the room yeah. who can bring that idea to the table. You know?
0: Got it. So as a last but also follow-up question, I mean, 2020 has been full of, I guess, or not that far, I guess, like the first half or the first three months of 2020 has been full of guess, of just like controversies involving uh, comedians, and uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a very hot, I guess, loaded question. Okay. Or, uh, like, we'll see what happens. But in light of the stuff with, like, you know, Dave Dave Chappelle, and of the whole thing with, like, Chris Rock and, um... Who? Uh, <laughs> who? Yeah, I, I don't know who he is. Like,
2: yeah.
0: I heard something about him. Chris You know, of, like, Chris Rock and Will Smith. As, like, comedians yourselves, as, as aspiring professional comedians, mm-hmm. what is your take on, kind of, like, the backlash um, Dave has been facing, and also, the backlash or just the whole fallout of like the Will Smith uh, smack. Hmm.
2: I think Sean's the right guy to answer this question. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's fair. As a white guy, <laughs> I choose to. Quickly, quickly defer. No,
0: no, no, because I don't.
2: But I also think Sean has a very sophisticated view of the comedy landscape. He thinks a lot about this, this, especially like you know being a man of color. Sean's the guy for this. (laughs) I'll take a back seat on this one. Uh, You guys
1: can join in after, or add. You're more than welcome to add. That's a tricky conversation because I do have my problematic ways myself. Mm -hmm. So there are times where I'm like, (laughs) it's a joke, right? And we have to understand these people are telling jokes. But also, you never want to punch down. So in the Dave Chappelle aspect of things, some of those jokes, I'm like, this is fucking funny Mm -hmm. and it's not offensive in my opinion. This is just like funny Mm -hmm. or like funny perspective or like turn on how things are or um, this happens with Tracy Morgan in my opinion too. He takes you on a ride where you're like, oh man, he's saying a lot of bad stuff right now that I'm not really with until you get to the punchline Mm -hmm. of what the joke actually is Mm -hmm. and then you're like, I see, I had to stick through with this whole bit mm-hmm. to get to what the joke was because that informs the punchline, mm-hmm. right? And that's something I, w- I didn't understand crystal clear until seeing a Tracy Morgan stand up mm-hmm. one time when I'm like, oh, fuck, he's mm-hmm. saying a lot of weird shit.
0: But do you think like Dave Chappelle falls to that category?
1: I or? think, well, because there's aspects of like ignorance within the specials, You know, you have to understand if you're going to be speaking on on such a sensitive topic and within ignorance in that, because like I said, some of those jokes I do think are funny, but some of them are ignorant and Mm -hmm. could be portrayed as violence if someone wants to feel so, you know, so much about it. And if it hits them, like that is their experience, you know. Um, So Dave should just be prepared of what he's going to get. And if he doesn't want the heat, try new jokes. Or what he should be doing is working with transgender comedians. So when he's doing these jokes, not only is like he got some weight on his side of people editing or being like, I don't know if you should say it that way, or like change, or that might be punching, or that might be punching down, you know, in in that regard. So then you could support the community that already thinks you're an enemy, and gain an ally in that regard, and also like learn how to. You know, I know you're one of the GOATs, Steve Chappelle, but they have a perspective you don't, and they could. Teach you new things about comedy, you know that Mm -hmm. you might you don't have the opportunity to think about because you have your own glass ceiling. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So he has to work with some transgender comedians just to be smarter if he wants to use (laughs) transgender jokes. In my opinion, okay. I feel like that's that's like very as far as Dave, uh, as far as Chris and Will, um, (laughs) first name basis. And again, this is just like my perspective. I don't know. Another thing is like I don't know these people personally. Yeah, yeah. So these are just like my takes that are also like me reading from a third primary source. But um, Will and Chris, being black men, who have a familiarity to each other, because they're both A-list Hollywood people, who have probably interacted throughout the decades within Hollywood. So they probably have a repertoire to them. And there's an instance in the community where you know, where sometimes a dude got to get slapped if he's <laughs> <and be> saying <laughs> the wrong shit, or a wake-up call, and things mm-hmm. like that. That's just mm-hmm. how I, I don't know, sometimes that's how the culture is sometimes, mm-hmm. you know? Um, is the Oscars the venue for it? No. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, did he have to slap? He could have shouted, keep your wife's name. He could have shouted from his seat. That's the same effect. You're stopping mm-hmm. the show to mm-hmm. get your point across, right? So that whole thing did need to happen that mm-hmm. way. Do I understand where Will's coming from with the history of Chris banging, like bashing on his wife and whatever in those regards? Yeah, you, if you look at the history of that, there's some history there but you don't go on stage and slap a comedian for mm-hmm. telling a silly joke. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with Dave. You know, like Obviously, Dave has more controversy to him, but people running up on his stage, mm-hmm. that's not how it goes. Just leave the show. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, It's like when you don't buy the, these companies, let them feel it in their pocket and mm-hmm. they'll learn the lesson if enough people are like, damn, this dude is fucking up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but again, I do also come from a place of a writer has to write what he's going to write mm-hmm. and I believe in freedom of speech. So I don't want... I'm afraid of people being afraid to write. Okay, just understand. Just make sure, just have it edited by people that if you're going to talk about something you're not from, <laughs> get some people who are from yeah, that, no, yeah. so they could see if what you're saying is funny or playing in ignorance. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, that was a long yeah. ass fucking. No, line. no, no, no,
0: no. But I think it's, a, it's important day. to talk about is for I'm sure. Paranoid. Yeah. <laughs> you know I like, Because I would like follow that up with like asking, um, you know, you guys. Um, the two white men to the left or right of you. White Justins. White <laughs> <laughs> But, I mean, I don't know. Um, do, do you guys ever feel like... They're also straight.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just in case you're wondering no, 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 no. how far <laughs> the privilege the meter things. goes. Right. We're right. like, yeah. up here? I wasn't
0: even thinking that. I wasn't even thinking an <laughs> important no, thing to how about I these mean, white men. Yeah. How, how has, I guess, like, working with, you know, your, like, pairs that are not white and, you know, so forth, kind of, like, changed your, like, general view about how you how you feel like you used to be processing the world, and especially in America, certain controversies mm-hmm. involving race, gender... And you know, socioeconomic, you know, privilege, and like all those things. Like, how has entering this troupe kind of like opened your eyes, yeah, if it has at all? So, really We good guys point. woke before? Um,
2: <laughs> I will, I will say, like when I when I was in college, one of my big activities where I was rec- recruited to go to college to do this is competitive speech and debate, oh, which wow. is a very, it's a very similar kind of community to sketch comedy, where you're working with a group, but there's also kind of the individual writing component to it. And I was on a team with a a lot of people of very different mixed backgrounds. And something that I learned in that time that I tried to carry with me through this group um, now is on most of those issues, I got to just shut the fuck up (laughs) and just listen. Um, And so I just like, it's not so much that I'm like, you know, afraid to take a stand one way or the other. It's more, I just don't know. And so I'm not the person to to make the judgment call or have the opinion, have the take. So I'm just going to... Listen and just see where people who've experienced these things uh, are coming from, mm-hmm. and I'm not the one to make the judgment call. That's oh, yeah. that's where I'm at.
0: Justin one, how huh? how will you follow up on Justin's two uh, statement?
3: I mean, like same though. <laughs> 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 I, I, it, it's it's pretty much just that. I mean, um, when I. <sighs> Entered, co- I was raised Republican. Oh, okay. And yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and I entered college, and I think it took me like two years to like figure out that that shit was fucked. Was it up. the taxes? Did you just want good taxes? Oh, I just wanted the great tax. Well, also my dad was like, global warming doesn't exist. Look at these five percent <laughs> wow. of scientists wow. who are like global <laughs> what warming what doesn't exist. What was your exist.
2: family doing in California?
3: I gotta know. Uh, well, Northern yeah, California. No Cal, Yeah, they're NorCal. They're NorCal. So
0: like, NoCal is definitely more like Republican than like so-cal? Yeah, it well. Well, the no, the really? school yeah. i
3: went to was largely liberal oh yeah okay. i was like i was the asshole <laughs> <laughs> how can we make it hard for ourselves? Yeah. i was like let me debate on whether global warming exists or oh, okay, not yeah, that'll okay. make me really cool it didn't <laughs> uh <laughs>
1: <laughs> but that was not the
3: move not the move uh so i <laughs> i started turning my shit around uh throughout college uh and I learned a lot from my roommate Daniel, who I, who I love yes. more than anything in the world. Uh, he's black, uh, mm-hmm. six foot four, and a beautiful man in general. Beautiful I wish man, I was black and six foot
0: four. I'm like five nine. Then. <sighs> and he's Daniel too. Short kings. He's a Daniel too. Yeah, he's a Daniel too. He got the better. Yeah. He got Everyone the better deal in the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got the hat. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's true. It's true. His <laughs> hat's like about half an inch. I guess. Yeah. I'm gonna need yeah. that hat afterwards. I Yeah. It's sweaty though. Oh, he'll be <laughs> fine with it. He'll be fine with it. Um,
3: yeah, so I, I've just sort of learned from him, learned from my friends, learned from Sean, mm-hmm. uh, done marching <laughs> and, uh, I just want to help people. Awesome. That's
1: very fair. Even now, like, even as a straight man myself, like, Pride was the other day. And I went to a Pride mm-hmm. to, like, enjoy the celebrations and I saw a, you know, an anti-pro-life, uh, assembly. And literally in my mind, I'm like, I'm gonna park myself here and just listen. And just hear what the hell they have to say. Because this is my, my job right now is to be present and to listen and learn. Awesome. Um, and that's really uh, awesome for you guys to recognize that in some of the conversations we had. Where it's okay to not know things. It's okay to say I don't have enough information or the perspective or whatever. To be like, I'm not the person to make a concrete opinion. So I'm just going to sit back and just observe and listen. And learn. That's to- not And we come from an age where it's like the information age and the opinionated age, and we all have to like give these takes yeah. because we feel we have to, but we don't. And there's a lot of power in not talking and just taking the information and then choosing yourself where it li- aligns for you, whether <laughs> that's the. Personal truth or whatever, you know.
3: Mm-hmm. You gotta like hear what
1: people are saying before you can fully empathize, understand their perspective,
3: mm-hmm. and then you can form an opinion
1: based on what you've heard. Especially mm-hmm. if it's regarding like topics in a lifestyle that you don't walk yeah. and that you don't you don't come from, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so Got much. Got mad serious
1: for you a comedy know, group yeah. didn't we? Yeah.
0: Hey, you know, well, well, you know, comedy kind of like it's supposed to toe that line. Comedy at times is like great. i you know, trying to. I guess make light of for the sake of you know processing terrible events yeah that's and, a, that's and you know really the worst of right like one. humanity and stuff like that but thank you Justin Sean Justin um, for uh, oh <laughs> coming yeah. on this episode of sounds like NYC thank you and um, thank,
2: thank you so much for having, having, us. having yeah, us seriously this is course, a great time Of
0: course and I am definitely looking forward to uh, going out to one of your comedy troops. And where can people find more information about the comedy troupe?
1: So we are on the internet. Uh, if you go yeah. on Instagram, we are at I Mostly Blame Myself. Our website is imostlyblamemyself.com. Also the YouTube, the same thing. We got a few sketches up there. We're planning on releasing some audio sketches on Spotify under yep. the same name. And we have a residency in New York City until December 2022, performing at the Players Theater. In Greenwich Village, right by West Forth, right by NYU. It's not far from downtown, right at all. And if you go on our website, you can find some discounted tickets and see some other sketches that we've done before. So uh, we'll see you there.
0: This has been another episode of Sounds Like NYC. See you in the next one.